Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show, we talk about some advice for studying for the physical therapy boards. We talk about integrating strength training into our rehabilitation, and we talk about some prehab concepts with ACL injuries. The Ask Mike Reinald Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show. I am here at Champion PT and Performance in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm here with Dan Pope, Dave Tilly, our student squad, our squad of students. We have Mike the Skid Man, Skidudo, <laughs> Skid from Northeastern University, and Keisha, what the heck is her nickname? <laughs> we nailed it. That's, her nickname is what the... Yeah, what the that's weird. <laughs> Keisha, what the heck is her Which nickname? From uh, Regis University. Takasha. Where's Regis again? Colorado. In Colorado. Oh, I did not think of that. I knew that. Takasha. Keisha, what, what the heck? Because her, her name's Hack. Keisha, we'll call her. Keisha, what the heck is her nickname? I love it. That's awesome. Do you guys want to do questions or just talk about no, Keisha's? No, good. Either one. All right, let's get right into no it. More? Well, let's get right into it. Skid, you want to do this one? Do the first question. Ooh, you're going to alternate? Trisha from Woodstock, New York. How would you go about studying, starting to study for the board exam? Should I take a practice test and see what I am weak in and focus on those chapters in the book? I am having a hard time starting. Love it. Great question. Usually a hard time starting. Yeah, that's true. That's, uh, yeah. Opening the monster book. Yeah, well, I mean, it's daunting. you got a lot to do, so I don't know. Like, Heck, you guys are a lot closer than I have. What do you guys do? I was, um, was it uh, Score Builders? Is that the one? Mm-hmm. I think I used uh, Score it's Builders. My, uh, my school had the program where we came in and we actually took a bunch of practice um, questions. And then it just led us to where our weaknesses are. And I personally read through the entire book. And uh, I ended up really focusing on the areas where I scored poorly. And then I took some more practice exams. I figured out where I was still limited. And I focused on those things. And I just kept on fine-tuning. Um, I think what was good for me is I actually had time off to study for this. I know a lot of PT students are not able to do that. Um, my recommendation is obviously you have to do what you have to do, but if you're able to take some time off and be able to fully engage and study, uh, I just felt pretty confident going to the exam because I had the, had the opportunity to, to prepare for it. So that was big for me. Yeah, I did similar fashion. I took an exam, a practice exam, went through and saw what I didn't do so well on, and then I, after that, read the book. So I like went through the book, and things I felt really comfortable on, I kind of like overviewed things that I did not feel comfortable on I like outlined and note took or got with a couple people in like a group and like chatted out or like tried to come up with case studies and stuff and then I did another practice test went through the book again worked pretty well I like the group idea yeah I that was that's good, a good idea. You can, it's only so long that I could stare at my book at six hours a day at my desk so yeah. I had to go out and do stuff at coffee shops what did you guys do as a group like how did you do it we would find the uh, things that were the most problematic for all of us so, like if three of us really struggled with integ you know we would go there and like quiz each other on skin stuff or whatever you know different bandages and then maybe come up with, yeah right come up with like case studies that they had in the back of the book and talk them out loud about what we would do nice okay so I wouldn't use that for the like the fact recall like don't use that as your main yeah. you know analytic absorption but do it as like a 
because a lot of the stuff on the exam is kind of case studied. It's not always like, what's this? Yeah. You have to kind of like think a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little out of touch. I, I, I did it before the interwebs. We were, we were checking our email with our 288K modem, <laughs> um, super lightning fast for text. The text would appear like this. <laughs> Remember, you know, like a picture, you got a, a picture in an email, and I was like, you know, oh, this, this is going to be funny. This is going this is, this is to be a funny <laughs> joke. <laughs> like, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so pigeon I, I remember for me, we had that study guide, but we also had practice tests. And I would say I got, I got a ton out of the practice test. And I think I actually saw some questions almost word for word the yeah. same on there. But the practice test, I, 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 these guys have a more valued op- opinion on what to do. I think they nailed it. I would do that. Uh, for me, I would just say that... Y- Everybody feels this way. It's not just you. Everybody feels that there's a lot to learn, and everybody does probably better than they think. Yeah. I think on my practice exam, I was scoring like 40s. Yeah, you know, Don't like freak was, out about that. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was yeah, I, mean, I think everybody freaks out, but I, I, I thought the, the test was appropriate. I didn't yeah, think it was odd or anything. What, when are you guys taking your boards? Minor in July. When's that? How many months from now is that? So. <laughs> It's good math. I like that. <laughs> so we have five, five months. What about you, Kate? April. April. All right. How many months is that? Seventy-five days. <laughs> Seventy-five oh. days. So you got so so. I, obviously, I, you guys. I see you guys cramming in like during their clinicals here when there's some downtime or they're here a little early or late. They're studying. I see that. You guys have any other tips? Anything you're finding super effective that you're doing right now? I think everything that they said, and then just looking at the timeline and planning it out so it's not this huge I like that. daunting task yeah. but you have 10 pages to get through this day and then 20 the next day yeah. so it's a lot that's good. That's great advice. That's, yeah. that's, that's my number one is consistency over intensity. That, and like, that, yeah, that's, sure. that's a personal productivity thing, too. I mean, yeah. I, that's my, you know, in your calendar, you just schedule from whatever, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every day, and you just say, like, like skin like, or whatever, like musculoskeletal, neuro, and, you know, you just, that's all you're doing for the day. And if you have a great day and you nail it, you don't have to do it again or whatever. Like, it, you know, if you're struggling with neuro, then you schedule more days. But, skin, what about yeah, you? I would say uh, going along with having a plan is to have daily and weekly goals, um, something that you can just work towards and then hopefully achieve that goal and then kind of move on and set more goals for, for future study. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Break it up. I like it. Plan it. Yeah. Good. Awesome. What do we got? Keisha, you got this one? You got look it. At, look at the teamwork, by the way. That was <laughs> all them. from Las Vegas says, love this show. I'm a third-year PT student trying to incorporate more strength training into my treatments than just the traditional TheraBand exercises. I was wondering how you gauge your patient's strength training when having to work around pain, surgeries, etc. I know that you should watch form and it should be pain-free, but I want to make sure I'm not missing anything else. All right, what do you guys think? So how do you incorporate, why don't we just paraphrase it, how do you incorporate strength training into your rehab process? Well, my thing is uh, specificity, right? So let's use like a field athlete after an ACL surgery. Uh, I want to get back to running, jumping, changing directions, all that stuff. So as far as strength training goes, you're usually going to do some sort of squat or deadlift and then a step up or lunge and probably a single-legged deadlift or single-legged squat. So I'm trying to progress back to all those things. But you probably need to have um, progressions for those. So you need to have some progressions that are very easy and then you can just work your way up slowly over time. Um, As far as the pain thing goes, I think sometimes working with some pain is okay. Not from a a fitness perspective, but I think you're going to be dealing with that for a lot of individuals, and it's going to be uh, very specific to the person that's in front of you. You know, if you have an ACL person that had a like patellar graft, uh, you got to be careful with some of the the split squat stuff where they might be a little bit better with deadlift. 
but a hamstring might be the opposite. So you have to think about the individual that's in front of you. But in general, I have a, a global vision of what I want these athletes to uh, accomplish and a slow progression, and then it's going to be tinkered based on the individual. So. Yeah, well put. I would agree. I would say that everything Dan said is totally right. And then something that you've kind of taught me is like, when do they need to be ready? And like you reverse engineer from there. So like, say, like you said with Dan, like start of the season is nine months away. Right, okay, by nine months, I need like super high level, metabolic is totally there. You know, it's okay, like six months, what do we want to be doing? And then you, from starting the first exercises, like what exercises do you go with? Take the template say, okay, what are three regressions for starting from in here on maybe the table when they're kind of in the three, four month phase to out there, like how can I make a, a TRX assisted single leg squat to a higher depth? And then I work my way down and take my hands up TRX. Like have three or four levels that you can work them back up to and then it just becomes a little bit of loading principles. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I, I would say we're guilty of making advanced basic exercises. Right. Right. So, I, so uh, you'll, you'll see this a lot in rehab, but to use your TheraBand example, we're, we're, we're fans of TheraBand. Uh, but uh, TheraBand makes great products. Uh, they, um, you know, but to, to your basics of saying like the basic TheraBand exercises, I, I think the goal of rehab or advanced rehab or sports-specific rehab, it isn't, it isn't to just make advanced basic exercises, mm-hmm. right? It's basic exercises are basic exercises. I think what we're doing is we're making really advanced basic exercises right now, and that's that's weird to me. When you, you know we we got to go from basic exercises to advanced basic exercises, but to strength training. And right. that's where you really need to. I think that's where the strength and conditioning background comes in and strength training stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Skid, what do we got? Last question. Mike from Farmington, New York. Guys, my 17 year old daughter tore her ACL last week. She, has that, she is athletic and plans to continue to be very athletic in college next year. I've heard differing, differing opinions on having surgery versus no surgery. I anticipate we will opt for surgery, but what have you seen in your experience? Is there any detriment to holding off on surgery, assuming she is prehabbing and is stable. Is the patellar graft the best surgical method? Thanks and love the show. Alright, so 17-year-old female athlete. So we'll say she's skeletally mature-ish or whatever, growth plate-wise is is good. So we, we're not talking about an adolescent here. We'll say we're talking about that. So so the first question is, does she need surgery? Right. My lord, yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, she is, yeah, you are, That it's a, that's a definitive need is that you need surgery. Need. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Sleep uh, so, <laughs> that was weeks ago. <laughs> So, uh, so, what are we talking about? Uh, so, so I, I mean, you you definitely need. I mean, for her to return to athletics, you definitely need it. So, a lot of times, what happens is some people they look really good after their injury, and you get this false hope, but they're not going to be stable. Then she's going to have a pivot episode when she goes back to sports, and she can just shred that meniscus off or something like that. I mean, you just she's going to need a stable knee if she's going to be if she's going to be an athlete. Now, I know people that are ACL deficient, and they're fine, right? But I, I just I just can't imagine you intentionally do that, especially if you're an athlete. So that's one you definitely need to do. What about timing? What do you guys think about timing yeah, of the surgery? I think there's some good research reports about like you don't want to go right away because there's a lot of joint effusion. It's pretty cranky. You know, you're probably full of swelling. So maybe talking to your surgeon and saying like you want to go two weeks of PT, you know, prehab to get you used to the exercises, get your swelling down, get you a little bit more, you know, a better operative candidate, and then you know a couple weeks out, I think the research is supported well. But like you said, you definitely need it. Yeah. Normalize the knee, right? Yeah. Get the swelling down, get some motion going, go into the surgery looking pretty good. I think establishing a place you're going to PT and the relationship with the person, because like day 
one to week one, you're really like a lot of pain. You know, you're probably very you know medicine induced, and you yeah. kind of need someone who you know is reliable and it has kind of a connection with you. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I think that's really big too. Um, if you do go down the route of surgery, which you probably should. I think it's probably good to find a good facility with good physical therapists because the standard of care for ACLs is all over the board, mm-hmm. right? You might have a place that has no room to do any type of strength conditioning, no change of direction drills, no jumping whatsoever. And that's pretty common. So you want to make sure that you have um, a good facility with good therapists to understand the rehab um, and they've done it before and they're, they're confident. Yeah, well said. And then the last part of that was on graft. Would you do patellar tendon? I would still do patellar tendon. I don't know. I mean, to me, I, I want that bony fixation, especially in a you know female with you know loose collagen tissue. I you know for me, that's I still think that's my gold standard. I think the literature. I mean, again, you could show that hamstrings are are good too, um, but you know, I just think in my clinical experience, I I still prefer how people feel after a patellar tendon graft personally. Give you a caveat of what kind of sport they play if they're a jumping and landing athlete versus a sprinter something yeah but we talk a lot about you know hamstrings and females uh, you know if you take the hamstring of a female does that really disrupt their quad hamstring ratio and how that impacts ACL as well and I, I mean I think that's a valid concern so um, I would definitely um, I would definitely keep tabs on that here I, I guess I'd go patellar tendon so sure. nice good is that it Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, Another great episode. Uh, Again, go to MikeRinald.com, click on the podcast link, and ask us some questions. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review this, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.